Hey, this is Cindy, and you're listening to Life is a Pre-Med. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life as a Pre-Med. Today, I have my best friend, Victoria, here with me. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. So, Victoria and I have been friends for, what, how long? Like eight years. Eight years since, like, middle school, like, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to bring her on today because I wanted this episode to be more of a mental health type of episode so victoria could you please go through like the beginning of your mental health journey i would say starting from i guess i would say like childhood like a brief overview okay if i can remember if you can remember (laughs) i feel like we should start in like middle school high school go ahead okay so yeah as cindy said mental health has definitely been a journey for me with lots of ups and downs Um, I always had a lot of stress and anxiety in my life and especially revolving around, um, school and like academic, academic, um, performance based anxiety and just like stress and pressure from other people to succeed and do well. Um, and if we flash forward to now, I'm 21 years old and just last month I was actually recently diagnosed with ADHD um, which is known to start in childhood, but somehow just went, um, yeah, unaddressed and undiagnosed. And this is something I feel like I've known (laughs) for a long time. You can, you can tell, like, just, like, from knowing her from the beginning, the way she would text me, like, literally every two seconds, like, a subject would change, and I would just get so overwhelmed all the time. <laughs> yeah. And she just changes subjects super quickly. And what else would you do? I mean, it's like just a general lack of attention. Mm-hmm. But so I was diagnosed with the combination type. So there's like hyperactive disorder. And then there's also like the inattentive side. And I was diagnosed with a combination. So the hyperactive is more, you know, fidgety, restless more prone to, you know, interrupting in conversations, blurting stuff out. Um, kind of like Cindy said, just my brain runs on a thousand miles a second. And so constantly having new thoughts, it can be kind of hard for myself to keep up, but also the other people around me. And then the inattentive is like um, really struggling with procrastination, productivity, time management, um, getting things done on time, having the motivation and the energy to do them in the first place. And so obviously with, you know, all of those factors or symptoms that I just listed, it would make sense that school was always a huge stressor in my life. Um, I also have just dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression for a lot of my life, as well as um, obsessive compulsive disorder, which I also wasn't diagnosed with until my sophomore year of college. Um, I didn't start going to therapy until, um, the summer of my senior year, and we can talk more about that, but that's kind of, yeah, that's like the background, I would say, of, um, yeah, my mental health stuff. So, what made you think that you might have had OCD? Um, I have always been someone that's really big on 
I guess researching my symptoms, which can definitely be good and bad in a lot of ways, but I will say if I did not have access to all the different resources on like, you know, Google, online, YouTube, honestly, even Facebook, that's what helped me get my ADHD diagnosis. Um, But I just noticed that I had a lot of um, what's called like intrusive thoughts which is like unwanted or disturbing thoughts or images that you, your brain doesn't want there, but you can't seem to get them out of your mind, followed by um, compulsive behaviors. Um, And yeah, I just noticed that I had a lot of both of these, not just one or the other, which is what leads to a diagnosis because you kind of have to have a both to have obsessive compulsive disorder and so it was just very apparent that there was something deeper going on than just generalized anxiety or depressive symptoms. When did you notice this start to get worse, kind of? Um, I would say the fall semester of my sophomore year of college was when I really hit honestly probably the lowest point in my life with my anxiety and depression and that's kind of when my OCD spiraled and I had a past therapist explain to me that our anxious or intrusive thoughts are kind of like a cup of water and once it's filled all the way to the brim with just your average everyday anxious thoughts that's when the intrusive thoughts are what are kind of the water spilling over the top because there's just so much general anxiety that it's now turning into very distorted um yeah what do you think specifically triggered like that sophomore year of college like triggered it to become so much worse I think it was a lack of taking care of and listening to my own body which is something I've always struggled with, is slowing down and like actually checking in with myself and addressing my needs and um, yeah, practicing um, mindfulness and seeing, okay, how am I actually doing right now? How am I feeling right now in this present moment? There was not a lot of that going on, very much just on go mode, um, going through the emotions, trying to do a million things all in one day, and just ultimately kind of cracking under that pressure of these unrealistic expectations that society can sometimes demand of us. Yeah, I feel like I totally could relate with that. Um, This semester specifically has been, it's like, it's been really insane. Um, It's kind of like you get the pre-med mindset and you just go, go, go. You try to fill your entire schedule with different things to do, make your resume look good. And you kind of just feel like you want to be that person. Like you see those kinds of people where they can just do it all. And you feel like you want to be that type of person. Or you feel like you can handle things just like other people can handle them. But it's, it's important to remember like everyone's different and everyone can handle a different amount of things at a different time frame. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it was really hard for me to try to balance that this semester too. Yeah, I I think that is a huge, huge factor that yeah, really hits the nail on the head, especially as someone that now, you know, with my ADHD diagnosis, like if we want to get, you know, technical, there's a lot of labels and, and terms, but <clears throat> technically, you know, I would be considered what's called neurodivergent, meaning, you know, my brain and my body just work a little bit differently than like your typical average person. And so a lot of quote unquote simple tasks that um, humans, you know, have to do to live and survive every day, like cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, um, can take up a lot more time for me because I can get, you know, very distracted by things. So a simple assignment or task that might take the average person 10 to 15 minutes can take me anywhere from 30 to 45 to even an hour and a half, depending how distracted I am that day or what other things are going on in my mind. And so because of that, my my bandwidth for the things I'm able to commit to and actually carry out in my day-to-day life is a little bit less than, say, the average person. And with that, there can come a lot of shame or stigma or pressure to look around at the other people near you that are doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. they're waking up super early, going to the gym, cooking and like eating super healthy and clean and grocery shopping and you know studying for two to three hours a day and just all these things that um, are great and like we should be trying our best to do but also um, reminding yourself like Cindy said everyone has a different bandwidth for um, what they can commit to and what's actually realistic and attainable for them and that's a process that definitely takes time and I'm still figuring it out but you know giving my giving myself grace to make those changes and really listen to my body's needs. So you said your doctors gave you this diagnosis recently that they also prescribe you any medication or treatment to overcome these disease or not diseases but diagnoses. Yeah. Um so for ADHD, the the most like typical um, medicine or medication, like um, basic treatment option is what's called like a stimulant. Um, and so there's a lot of different types. There's generic, there's brand name. I think the most common one that people kind of hear about a lot is Adderall. And I think there's a lot of stigma, unfortunately, in society surrounding Adderall and ADHD medication in general and I do think a lot of that comes from people using and abusing it that don't necessarily need it um, or understand like why it actually exists in the first place and what it's intended to do Um, and also right now there's a national uh, shortage of all ADHD medication right now and so you know as someone that like struggles with this every day I got a prescription, um, yeah, for medication, and it's been a month now of trying to call different CVS locations, different Walgreens, uh, like, Walmarts, like, all different pharmacies I can think of, and, like, have not been able to get my prescription filled, so, um, yeah, just kind of waiting patiently, um, 
to see like when and if it can get filled and see if that option works for me and if that's you know the route I want to pursue with my ADHD specifically. Do they prescribe you anything for OCD or give you any treatment for that? Yeah so I am on um, an anti-anxiety antidepressant medication that I've um, been on since my sophomore year when I kind of mentioned really hitting a low point after years of suffering with anxiety and depression um and it's an SSRI and so the first one I was on was called Lexapro and that worked for I would say a little over a year and a half and eventually my body I'm not really sure you know if it got used to it or if it just wasn't working the same way it used to but A lot of my anxiety was coming back again, very full force. And so I switched to um, Zoloft. So that's what I'm on right now. And that's been pretty helpful. But I can only imagine like with being on that and like ADHD medication that there could be a lot of positive benefits. But, um, you know, there's no guarantee because there's a lot of risk factors and side effects too. So you really have to go into it open-minded, but also educated and like aware that not every medication will work well for every single person because our bodies are also different and we respond to things differently. Have you ever gone out of your own way to try and find different methods of dealing with these diagnoses outside of the medications they prescribed? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, and yes, the answer is yes, I definitely have. For me personally, medication was a last resort. Um, I honestly didn't really want to have to be on medication, not because I think it's bad or anything like that, but I did just want to try to overcome these things, I guess what you'd say is naturally or on my own. And so as I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I have been in therapy for quite some time now. I want to say it's been like four years um, on and off at times, not super consistent, but for the last seven or eight months, it's been every week. That has been super beneficial. Um, Also, just kind of some basic things that I tried to implement a lot and still implement is journaling that's been really beneficial for me to just sit down and kind of get all my thoughts out on paper be able to see them in front of me um and along with that journaling practicing like gratitude um to kind of stop and reflect on the things that are going well in my life the positive factors um the things that I'm thankful and grateful for um involving myself in uplifting positive communities where I have intentional time with friends that I know love and care about me want the best for me spending time in nature is huge for me mindfulness um, literally just stopping sitting slowing down you know doing breathing exercises and then there's kind of the like the the more obvious basic ones that I think 
unfortunately we as a society kind of forget about of like exercising and sleeping and like eating right and those things can be hard to do but they definitely are beneficial especially when you are dealing with kind of mental health difficulties to have a consistent routine um to be eating foods that are you know nutritious and have value um and vitamins and getting enough sleep and moving your body in any capacity mm-hmm. is so helpful so you've seen a lot of physicians mm-hmm. for the pre-meds out there that they're they're trying to see how they can be the best best physician themselves in the future with your experience have you noticed any things that you've liked that you didn't like that you think should be implemented yeah that's a great question that I feel like could honestly be an entirely like whole other podcast episode (laughs) because not only do I deal with mental health struggles I have um, some chronic health conditions and in terms of that I really think just listening to someone receiving them where they're at and believing them when they tell you that there's something wrong I know at least for me I have kind of always prided myself in being someone that is very self-aware and like introspective and when I know something is off like there is always something off. Mm -hmm. I would like to believe that I'm not like dramatic about that, but that something feels off if I know my body is not working the way it should be. Like, um, and I seek that help for someone to believe me and not downplay it. I think that's a huge thing was having, you know, my recent physicians actually validate and like want to look into what's going on and not just throw pills at me and not just try to throw birth control at me or x y and z there's you know a million things where I feel like it can be kind of the easy way out but to actually take the time to yeah sit and talk with me and see how I'm feeling try to understand yeah my whole backstory and all my symptoms not just the very general broad story but like to get a full picture of what's going on health-wise has been extremely helpful would you say that it was easy to get the medication in a sense like you told the doctor I am suffering with this this and this and their first response was I'm gonna prescribe you this um honestly no that was not my case in regards to specifically mental health Um, If we are going to talk about my chronic health conditions, though, yes, that was definitely the case. Um, I have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I went to the gynecologist, and as soon as I was diagnosed, the answer to them was, okay, we're going to start you on birth control. And, like, no, no talk about any of kind of the holistic stuff I was mentioning, like, making sure you're getting enough like sleep and sunlight and exercise and vitamin and nutrients, which honestly was what was missing. I mean, granted, there's still a lot going on that is not like fully understood. And, you know, my doctors are working hard to find answers. Um, 
but that's why specifically I sought out different doctors that I knew would be more thorough in their evaluation of my body and treatment because I knew I didn't want to be on birth control um, for many personal reasons but also because I knew that that wasn't the long-term solution um, that it was more so a band-aid for the condition I have in terms of mental health um, luckily that wasn't my case I think I have been lucky to have different therapists throughout the years that did see me as a whole person and understood all the different aspects of my life and it honestly wasn't until I like really hit that low point and was like I think I need medication that they even brought it up so I kind of liked that, that it wasn't, oh, here, take this pill and this will fix everything. But I had put in a lot of hard work for a long time and still wasn't seeing the best results that I decided, let's give this a try and to do them both together. So therapy as well as kind of all the self-care, health aspects, as well as the medication. And so far, that's been pretty good for me I would say so for the people that are aligning with what you're saying they're hearing the stuff you went through and they can relate to it and they feel like they should seek help now what is the first step to getting therapy what is things to keep in mind when finding a therapist and getting ready to talk to a therapist yeah those are great questions and I I saw a quote recently that said something along the lines of if you're wondering if you need help or if you think you need help the answer is already an automatic yes like if it's even a thought in your mind of you needing some help or support in terms of your mental health you should always lean into that it's always you know better to have more support um, than less and to try to you know go through this life suffering and dealing with it on your own and so luckily for me finding my first therapist was easy I think a lot of the therapy world is referrals and word of mouth so my first therapist was the same therapist my sister saw and then I just started seeing him but um, after that I decided to switch to a different therapist because I moved for college and just location-wise, I needed a new therapist. And so something that was really helpful for me was literally just looking up online therapists near me that accept blank insurance. Um, Or even if you have insurance, calling, you know, the number on the back of your insurance card and they will provide you with a whole list of therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, etc. You can ask them specifically what you're looking for. They will provide you with a list of providers that is covered under your insurance. Um, I will say for me personally, um, the type of treatment I was looking for is a little more niche and specific and I wanted a counselor that would incorporate a spiritual aspect into my treatment and healing And so if you have a therapist that is a little bit more specialized or kind of has their own private practice with their own thing going on for them, they most likely won't accept insurance, but 
luckily the therapists that I've seen have what's called a sliding scale where you can kind of talk about the price and what's realistic for you and sometimes they can kind of I don't know if it's like give you a discount but they'll lower the price for you so because I was like I'm a student I am unemployed and I really need mental health help they were able to provide it at a discounted rate but it still can be a bit pricey but there's you know there's options out there which is good but you do have to dig a little bit and research yeah I know some options for free therapy if you're a college student many of your many universities provide that free counseling um, and they deal with a wide range of things whether that's school romantic relationships friend relationships family um, any sort of mental health you need usually your school can get you started with that by just calling calling the counseling center past that that's usually a they don't do that for a long term so eventually you're going to have to go out on your own and find your own therapist but even the school can help you out with that um I think that's all of the different opportunities that are out there I will say this is not directly therapy but it is kind of just related to that extra support or aid in regards to specifically academics is I know most colleges um have a type of disability accommodations center and if you have documentation of a mental health disorder or struggle like even a note from a doctor um, you can use that to receive extra help or support within the classroom and you know sometimes on assignments quizzes even homework and that can be really beneficial like if you are in need of a little bit more support in terms of your academics if you were to talk to someone who feels like they are going through the same thing you're going through but they haven't been diagnosed yet what piece of advice would you give them I would say firstly that I'm sorry that you're dealing with it because I know firsthand how difficult it could be but most importantly to not give up to not lose hope because there will always be answers out there and help even in the most unexpected places and whether it's, you know, your own mental block of not wanting to get help or maybe financial reasons, like, I do believe there will always be ways to overcome those barriers and, yeah, to just to just keep fighting no matter how hard it gets because there will be, you know, light at the end of it all. It, it doesn't always stay dark. It's, yeah there's there's hope in the suffering and to the people who feel like maybe they don't completely align with what victoria's went through and you feel like you are mentally okay you don't feel like there's some sort of diagnosis you need to find but you still feel like 
maybe there's something I'm struggling with and maybe I need help, I would say get help because that's exactly what I'm going through. I, I would never say that I have a specific disorder that I'm going through, like dealing with, but there are many times where I have felt extremely overwhelmed in trying to fix everything myself and forgetting to prioritize myself and school has been a lot and if you're feeling all these things and you're going to college just take the step and go to free therapy I just made the call like last week to schedule an appointment this is something that I've been thinking about for two years already but I feel like everyone could probably benefit from therapy yeah I want to definitely like chime in on that because as someone, yeah, very involved in the mental health just community, you know, as someone with personal struggles and that knows other people um, that struggle, and as someone that wants to go into this field and this profession, I think as a society working on the stigma, like breaking the stigma that you have to, you know, have all these like different disorders or different like... Um, things going on in your life you know there there's kind of that misconception of like oh you're crazy or you're unwell you're like you're you know like there's something severely wrong with you if you're in therapy which honestly is just not true and like Cindy said I really think that honestly every single person could benefit from therapy regardless of your background, your situation or not, because it can never hurt to have more insight into yourself, the others around you, and just more tools to get through your everyday life. So you mentioned that you're getting into this field. What, and you're majoring psychology right Mm -hmm. now, what inspired you to major in psychology? So I took AP Psych actually with Cindy in (laughs) high school um, and I just loved the class. I found it extremely fascinating and intriguing. I've always, you know, kind of wondered why I am the way I am or why I do certain things, um, what really, really motivates us to behave or think or act in certain ways and essentially that's you know what the study of psychology is is the human mind and brain and just with my own healing that I've experienced in therapy I I really see a need for more and more therapists and I I see a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt and suffering in this world and I want to be able to provide the help and the support that I have graciously been given and the resources I've learned to support others and encourage them and inspire them and show them hey if I overcame this you can too and here's how with literal scientifically proven methods and researched ways and as well as just loving your client and hearing them and meeting them where they're at seeing them as a whole person and their whole backstory um I just want to be able to do that for others the way it's been done for me 
That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This was such a great experience and opportunity to share my story, and I hope it resonates with at least one person. Please feel free to reach out to us at lifeasapremed10 at gmail.com or our Instagram, life underscore as a premed. Please reach out with any future episode ideas or if you have any questions about this episode i can definitely bring victoria back and she can talk about some more stuff um but yeah so i'll see you guys on the next episode thank you so much for listening